1: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Basketball Podcast. I am your host,
0: Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you? I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. Thank you very much for that warm intro. And uh, Freddie, how are you? Uh, I am doing okay. I'm hanging in. I'm dealing
1: with, uh, you know, the ups and downs of the Raptors. Um, Yes. And, you know, it's quite the enduring season, but, uh, this
0: happens when you're a fan, uh, and you know, you can't always be on top in sports. Yeah. Pro sports goes in waves and, uh, you know, they've been hanging 10 for quite some time. So you know what? It's okay. It's okay. for hanging 10. I hang like that. Ten. Dude.
1: Hey. <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> um, you know we've been growing recently we really appreciate it and uh you know obviously want to shout out everyone who's sharing subscribing uh giving us reviews all that kind of good stuff is is mega mega appreciated if if you know people want to go if they want to do that or maybe they want to go above and beyond mm-hmm. maybe they want some hot sauce maybe they want like something for their head
0: yeah big plug for the hot gonna, sauce you know? Yeah. You know, we've got all kinds of links that you can go to. We've got our, our main website, dunkspodcast.com. You know, we always update the episodes there. We keep an archive of all our seasons. And, you know, you also can go to the sonar That is the podcast network that we are a part of. We are the number one sports podcast on the sonar network. We are the only sports podcast on the sonar network. So make sure you go to the sonar network.com. Click the and more button. Okay, click that and more button. We're top level, level one and more. That's where you're going to find us. You're going to find a lot of other great Woo. podcasts too. So, yeah, check us out. You know, give them some uh, web hits and then uh, bring it back our way too because we got a Patreon. We've got our link tree set up on Instagram and Twitter. So you can uh, click on what you like. You want a toque? We got a link for that. You want our pod chasers or ch- catchers? <laughs> you <we laughs> Who's got a link for that too. I know, I feel like I'm selling watches or something. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we really appreciate everything and uh, subscribing and liking, it does a lot. And of course, we are on YouTube now. So uh, enjoy that if you want to see uh, how we're doing in this fun pandemic. You know what I mean? Hey, um, how we're
1: doing is I'm lucky to have you. You're a pro such a pro that you know (laughs) when you're plugging our stuff you 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 even drift into like a i'm walking here character so (laughs) you know i'm walking here or i'm potting here it works either way um we got an awesome podcast uh sheldon alexander Uh, and uh, Catherine Niker uh, is back and, um, yeah, we, we, we touch a little bit on Norm. We also touch about like, you know, the state of fanhood and, mm-hmm. and uh, another Freddy plus another some Freddy. stuff like, you know, coolest move in the NBA and, yeah. and some fun, quickish questions. So, uh, make sure you check it all out. Uh, but I think before we get going, let me just say stop Asian hate, black lives matter, defund the police and email your city counselors. And uh, I think with that, I feel like we're ready to go. Matt, if you feel like we're ready to go, could you please give me those sweet, sweet words? Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's get rolling here on guest number one. Uh, I'm very excited to have him back. I think he's done the pod. I want to say three. Twice? Okay, Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know why I always say that. It's not a qualification for doing this pod, anyways. Um, <laughs> it's just whenever we can amazing. get him.
0: He's a busy guy.
1: Yeah, totally. It's whenever we can get him. He's an amazing uh, uh, hardcore Raptors analyst. Uh, He he runs the podcast. uh, I always say Ball on Blast, but it's the Wrap It Up Raptors podcast. (laughs) Um, He's also, uh, well, I'll let him, you know, potentially spill the beans on any cool new stuff because I don't want to get him in trouble just in case. But um, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Sheldon Alexander. Hey, buddy. I like the tunes. I like the tunes. I like the tunes. Hey. Yours takes a bit to get going and then it like breaks into the same thing it was already in. <laughs> but I like it though. I like the build up. Oh, I like shit. it. I like it. <laughs> okay, there's a bit more. There's a bit more. If you follow, it's the a
0: journey. Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it.
1: I like it. I
2: approve for sure. And thank you uh, for, for the record like you are correct ball on blast is like a basketball pod that we do normally wrap it up is just the consistent raptors post game show so you're, okay. you're not wrong you're not okay wrong.
1: good well no. you, you know what it's a, that terminology type stuff where i'm always feel like i'm gonna say something wrong and then get some like cease and desist email <laughs> you know what i mean it's like Freddie, heads up like sheldon's coming after you like hard with all his lawyers you know what i mean Oh yeah. I'll have my people contact your people. Yeah. Which would really just be me. And I'd be pretty scared right away. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know if you want to like share some of the news you were talking about before the pod where people can check you out. But if not, I don't want to get you in trouble either. No, 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 it's totally fine. It's all good. We were just talking about uh,
2: scheduling because I've been on the pod a couple of times and it was always tough before just because I worked on uh, the Tim and Sid show. So my days were were pretty much booked. It was tough to, you know, work out scheduling wise. But now that I switched over, I'm doing a job now where I work on the Raptors broadcast, doing like the opening teases and montages for the games that are on Sportsnet. Well, that gives me days off in the middle of the day. So hey, able to to come here and join you guys and talk some Raptors basketball. So that's good.
1: Hell yeah! Well, uh, thanks for joining us and congratulations. Like that's you know super cool and uh, well deserved. And um, thanks, I appreciate yeah. that. I'm excited to talk some more ball with you. And let's bring on guest number two. Um, Okay, yeah, she, she's amazing. She's had this pod a million times, uh, the most frequent guest. Uh, she's also the biggest nurse stand, uh, or maybe not the biggest, but the OG nurse stand that I know of, anyways. Like before Fisherman's Friend, like she was just well there <laughs> super early. Uh, she's a writer for, uh, you know, uh, This Hour is 22 Minutes. Uh, she's written for uh, Mr. D, a bunch of other awesome stuff. She's a wicked stand up. And she's got her own basketball podcast as well. Buckets and tea. Please give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Katherine Neiker.
3: I gotta, I gotta give you personally a shout out, real quick here, because Freddie. You know, people maybe regular listeners know, maybe not everybody knows this guy's in the city with his urban garden, growing sure. his own chilies, just you know, crushing it, making his own hot sauces. You okay. know, like, I just imagine you like, like Lucille Ball, like crushing grapes. Like, I don't know the process, <laughs> but that's a how lot. I like imagine that. it in my mind. And, you know, I am just blessed, hashtag blessed to be a part of an elite group that got the hot sauce. And I got to tell you, it's so good. No one paid me to say this. Freddie wasn't like, Hey, can you, I'm going to give you my hot sauce so you can plug it. Yeah. That was the implication, but that was not, (laughs) that was not, you know, Freddie was in, in Hamilton for somebody else. And then he decided he could swing by and see me. And then he, and then he dropped off the hot sauce and it's so good. And it's got like carrots in it there's like some cumin in it and like a bunch of other shit. I don't know how hot sauce gets made, but I, (laughs) I I make, I make my own hummus and then I added it to my hummus. And now I have Mm. like next level spicy hummus. hummus. I got next level spicy hummus now and it's uh thanks to you and i know that you um you you offer this on your your patreon so i thought i'd give you a chance to plug which for the record i get nothing i get nothing from the patreon not (laughs) suggesting i should but i'm just saying it's good
1: it's good hot sauce folks i I just gotta tell you that's the most organic plug that's ever (laughs) happened on this show um both with the way you delivered it and also (laughs) i start the peppers from seed right so it's organic. organic garden type thing. There you go. um, Yeah, check it out. Uh, Sheldon, I feel like I got to give you at least a little bit now. Maybe it's not a full bottle, but I got little canteens and I still have the sticker. So anyways, it's also called Splash of OG. Um, We named Mm. it after the shot, which was like, you know, Splash of Cumin, Splash of OG. We figured, like, you know, put on some breakfast uh anyways you know uh let's talk basketball because i feel like <laughs> sorry i don't <laughs> i don't feel like anyone's sweating over the hot sauce talk like they're probably pumped about it but um i'm anxious to i was basketball. enjoying it for the record i was enjoying it I was thank enjoying you it. i will say halfway through that plug i was like damn should we do a hot sauce pod but that's just my <laughs> you ADD know what that out.
3: would be that's such a fun like off season sort of thing to do like at, like post free agency sort of that august lull why not
1: yeah Yeah right. Let's do it um, But right now Let's talk some Raptors Yeah ball. <laughs> oh. So uh, Maddie good sir Please give me your most delicious Raptors sting Aging
0: hey, Bobby Webster
1: <laughs> uh, Okay Sheldon <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with you Um And I'm just kind of going off of the uh, post-game pressers after the, you know, beatdown we suffered at the hands of uh, Marc Gasol and the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Siakam and Nurse were both kind of asked about uh, how they're perceiving the playoffs at this given time. Obviously, under no circumstances could they say we don't think we're going to make it and we're not going to try. So that's just, you know, them saying we're going to continue to fight is sort of par for the course, but also there's, there's a part of what they're saying that I guess strikes me as something, you know, or reminds me of what nurse said earlier in the season, which is kind of like, he wants to see these guys in some version of their healthiest form playing together even for the sake of like assessing things, like it's not like these guys can't handle losing. It's that it's like they want a chance to lose at their best, I think. Um not not every team gets that, obviously. yeah, but um, you know, so between that, uh, I think I'm saying trolls. Like I understand a lot of people enjoy the draft. But I think if you view every win loss as like Kate or Suggs, I feel like you're a bit lost (laughs) in the shuffle here. There's 20 games left. There's a lot of basketball. We can talk about the draft for a long time after the season. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. And then there's also, you know, just Twitter hype, like talking about OGs, wrestling moves and just the excitement of the game. So with that meandering question aside, where are you at? Like, well, what what do you think people should be talking about? So for me, my my thoughts on this whole raptor season,
2: it's got to be about overall development. So you just want to be able to say at the end of the season, OG took strides. He improved his offensive game. You see him being able to average closer to 15. Like, you know what I mean? He has enough games where he's getting to 20 yeah. points a night. Something like that. You want to see those developments. You want to know things like, can Malachi Flynn be your backup point guard next year? If and Or if and when Kyle is gone, can Malachi take those minutes? That's what this season is about. And I think especially now as whether the playoffs are realistic or not, it's going to be close getting into the play-in tournament.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's going to become so much more important that at least you can come away from this season and say, hey, we know Boucher can be a, a piece off the bench. Those are the things you got to be looking at because to play the game every single day, Right, Because think of the last two nights. It went from, all right, we're back. We're back in the playoffs. You can make a good run yep. off the Gary Trent Jr. game winner, which was amazing and incredible. So amazing. then does that even last 24 hours? Because you then get beat down by the Lakers. So to ride that wave the whole time, it's not, I mean, I don't think it's good for your health, <laughs> but also, <laughs> I just don't think it's a realistic way to watch the season and enjoy the season. Because most importantly, I think, Freddie, is... The team isn't gonna tank. They're too good to tank. They're not actively gonna try to go out and lose games. They right. play too hard. Nurse and hey, if you're the, the champion of the nurse bandwagon, I'm somewhere, I'm some, I'm not in the, the passenger seat, but I'm somewhere in the back seat, maybe somewhere, maybe in the trunk, I'll hitch hey, a that's ride. Good, that's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> but nurse is such he's too good of a coach. So they're not gonna tank. They're not that's not even a realistic conversation. I think. If they lose, it's because of what we're seeing this season with the injuries, with the COVID, but also from the very start of the year. They just have a lack of depth. And that's the issue that's causing them to lose so many games this year.
1: I, I mean, I I honestly, if that, can you write that down so I can just like put it on a on a Twitter thread that I, you basically... Well, what's it called when you? I'll, I'll pin that tweet. Just you because mean Matt I,
3: isn't like feverishly like transcribing this as we go.
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, wait, folks who watch this on YouTube know that the only reason you don't see Matt is he's furiously writing, writing <laughs> this down yeah. by hand. Um, and Matt has bruises like his hands. You can see the damage. So um, we work hard, <laughs> but no, really, I think it's. I, I mean, I, I haven't said it so well, but I, I feel like. This season has largely been about patience in so many ways and, you know, our patience being tested. And and I love the answer of overall development. And and for me, the obvious thing of these guys are winners. Like, I think it's a different thing if, let's say, Fred and Pascal are also the same age as OG um, or, you know, we don't have these guys locked into these bigger, you know, future forward like looking contracts, uh, but you know, cause we were trying to figure things out. We're trying to figure out how to win. We're not trying to be bad to then hope to figure out how to win at a future date. Um, yeah. Winning's hard though. Uh, Catherine, where, where are you at with, um, well, I know where you're at with Matt writing everything down. You love it. You think he should work harder. Um, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> w- w- where are you at with like, what should Raptors fans think? Or, you know, what should they be talking about?
3: Well, I think like Raptors fans, you know, the past couple of years have just gotten like next level emotional. Like we just there is absolutely no chill. We fly off the, the Raptors handle. fan base, like just absolutely none. Like ever since like the the Kawhi you know in Toronto during free agency friggin helicopter CP 24 like we just reek of desperation all the time and like even when Gary Trent Jr. like hit that game winning shot people acted like the Raptors had never hit a game winning shot before like we had this coming like (laughs) the world doesn't owe us a game winning shot you know what I mean like it was great that it happened but the world doesn't owe us that and I just think like just the reeking of desperation is leading to this we're going to the playoffs no we should tank. no we should do this no we should do that and like it just feels like from a fan based perspective nobody except for Sheldon is really like (laughs) rational like across the board (laughs) and so I think like you know of course like Nick and and Pascal are going to tell us you know they're not going to tank of course they would never say anything otherwise but I believe them like it's not in them to tank at all and i think we've probably you know have one well i mean there's 20 games left so like i suppose technically theoretically a tanking of some sort could occur but i don't know it's not worth it to me personally even if you know we were in full-on tank mode i really trust the way this team drafts anyway You know, so I'm Mm -hmm. pretty confident no matter what sort of pick we get, whether it ends up being like a top eight pick or not. Like we draft so well that I'm confident in that process. So I think, you know, like Sheldon said, like we lack depth majorly. Personally, like for all the Kyle and Norm talk at the trade deadline, I was really disappointed we didn't get a center out of it. Like as much as we all love Gary Trent Jr. and I do too. But it was just really disappointing that we didn't get like a proper big out of it. You know, with that being said, maybe that'll happen in the draft. I'm not sure who's available in free agency. I haven't looked that far ahead. But yeah, really, it's just that's the area where we need to improve. And so to answer your question, that's the thing the Raptors should fans should be looking at is who can we get, who can we fill out this roster with, who would really help improve our, our team and add more depth to our team.
1: Okay. That's honestly the perfect transition. No, you said a lot. I agreed with all of it. Um, (laughs) particularly I agree with like, you know, when you're talking about like this team as, I don't know, this team is like a high functioning organization. So it's like, sure. Root for number one or two or three in the lottery. That's fine. But like, And, you know, I'm not saying that there isn't a major difference between those three and the guys who are going to be drafted after 15th. But I also feel like I want to know what exactly we're working with, and I'm sure Bobby and Masai do, um, you know, to then make the best decision possible. And also it's like we've seen it before with Masai. It's kind of like I, I don't mind him putting the pressure on the other teams to let that guy that's too good to drop drop to us. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, it's similar to you. I had that just ingrained confidence in in Masai and Bobby and the way they run this organization, um, and maybe yeah. that's just being traumatized from you know <laughs> Brian Calangelo or <laughs> or whatever. But like, it's like I, I I know that they're not perfect. I know that they drafted Bruno. I know that they signed Damari Carroll. Like I know you know yeah. something. It didn't go well with Surge this summer. Like things happen. Like. But they're just so rock solid. It's hard for me to doubt them. And it's hard for me to not want to, you know, back to Sheldon's point, like, you know, and, and actually both your points w- with depth. Like, I want to see what Ben Brees, like all about. Like, I want to see, yeah. you, I mean, Baines is a bit of a passing through type figure because of this. <laughs> we, we know what Baines is. About we hope. You know We what? hope. Yeah, you know what, forgot. Um, but let's actually move on because because Catherine, it was a perfect transition until I ruined it. Uh, about the big, we need a big. We got a big, and his name's my name, Freddie. Um, so we have another Freddie on the team. Always good. Uh, it looks like he's an IE. I thought Freddie Van Vliet was an IE like me too. I see a lot of Ys out there, so I don't really know. But um, oh, saying, I thought he was IE hmm. as well. I thought he was IE, but I see a lot of Freddy with a Y's out there. Sheldon, uh, where do you stand I, I think, on this? I think
2: I stand with the Y's. I think. Oh, he's a I'm Y. Okay. okay. I, no, no, no. I'm just saying I don't know which is correct. I'm just saying whenever I've written it,
1: I feel Honestly, like I've gone y, i am on Y. This is Mandela effect, pure and simple. We're in a situation <laughs> where it's like maybe Freddy's name was never spelled with an IE. But like just because of my name, I'm like. Okay, I'm ruining is that the Mandela effect. Like some of us see a effect. gold
3: dress, and some of us see a blue dress. Like, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I basically just saw <laughs> an episode on the Mandela effect, and I'm really uh, okay. butchering the concept. But it's like the Berenstein Berenstain Bears thing. It's a collective memory. Sure. Okay. Anyways, okay. you know what? Uh, I've I've drifted further or far enough. But uh, Freddie Gillespie uh, is this new guy we got. He's from Baylor. He went undrafted in the 2020 draft uh, signed a 10 day, I believe with uh, the Mavericks, I think last year. uh, But it might've been this year when they had their big when they got hit by COVID hard early. Um, Yeah. he seems like a pretty solid rebounder. He was decent in the G league played for Memphis. Uh, Yeah. My question to you, Catherine is like, you know, do you expect this guy to get the Dante hall treatment, AKA just get beyond the team for 10 days and not play. Get the Henry Allenson treatment, like play a little bit, but like still don't know. Or do you think that, you know, this is maybe the guy Messiah and Bobby were looking for. And he's kind of like more of a long-term fit.
3: I mean, just like the name Freddie Gillespie sounds name. like we signed a baseball player from a hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like that is a hell of a name. Freddie Gillespie um, steals second and now he's stealing third. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what is this
3: name? Um, I I don't know, man. Like, I I read the the article that you sent us just kind of briefly. It, he's six eight. So to me, six nine. Like a, Oh, he's six nine. Okay, it's but huge what? Huge like, difference, not, He's not like a like. <laughs> he's listed as a forward. He's not listed as a center. So I mean, you know, cool good, good, good for him. Happy for yeah. the 10 day keeping expectations, mad low. Like I'm not, you know, it'd be yeah. cool if he, if he popped off, but like, I'm not expecting anything, uh, rounding third
1: base. I I am shocked <laughs> that you don't have massive expectations of this 10 day contract, Catherine. Um, Sheldon, do you, I was going to you know, say the bar,
2: my bar is super low for the Raptors bringing in any forward. Can you just take minutes from Baines? It's not that, like, yes. other than that, I don't have many more expectations from anyone they bring in. Can right. you just take minutes from Aaron Baines and cool? I'll be okay with that. I'm not even saying he has to score a lot of points. I'm not saying he has to get a lot of rebounds. But can you take ba- minutes away from Aaron Baines? And can you not shoot threes? Like Aaron Baines continues to shoot threes for what reason? I don't understand. I may never understand. But here we are. Um, I don't know much about. Mr. Gillespie, but that is a pretty dope name. Um, Cheers. We all agree. Right? Yeah. Great name. But uh, I just think they're filling out a roster spot and with the need for bodies because, you know, guys continue to go down. And Siakam, I mean, they're not going to come out and say that Siakam's tired, but I keep having to remind myself he is coming back from, you know, very traumatic experience right like he Mm -hmm. had covid he came back and we know he's talked about how much weight he lost and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. you're not going to get every single athlete coming back and being honest about and nor should they have to be for the record they can totally say whatever they want to say it's it's their health
1: their health information so totally totally
2: but we'll never fully know how long it takes him to get his breath back, to get his wind back, to get his conditioning back in order. And so to play the second end of a back-to-back where he has to carry such a massive scoring load and just production load and making all the, the plays for the raps, bringing in another big body that might be able to take minutes, sure, why not? And if not, maybe he has nice suits to sit on the bench beside <laughs> Beside Kyle and Fred Wilder.
1: Okay, I'm glad I asked this question just for the suits joke and the baseball joke. Um, <laughs> but, but, but also that's kind of what I'm like, you know, uh, again, you, you phrased it well with like taking minutes from Baines or like, you know, yeah, like Pascal for sure. But I'm also thinking OG, you know, mm-hmm. I think OG doesn't seem to be as rocked or as tired as Pascal. Maybe he carries less of a load um on can both he, ends. can you ever
2: get a read off of og like i can never get mm-hmm. a sense of anything from og and Anobi ever like i i didn't no. even tell he like was he mad body, yesterday he just
3: body slammed someone and we don't know if he intended it or not like that's how little <laughs> exactly. we can get a read on. Him.
1: Exactly. Yeah, i feel like og is like obviously he's very smart so that that's not this part of comparison but uh he's like lenny in of mice and men where, like, Lenny's just so strong and just, like, can hurt things and kill things just by touching them. Um, (laughs) Sorry, of Mice and Men reference. You know what? (laughs) I'll Steinbeck my way out of here. But, um, yeah, no, I think uh, OG, the the, the reason I brought him up, too, is because, I, yeah, you can't get a read on him. He obviously, like, picked up... um, Picked up uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder with, you know, I want to say partially realizing it um, or, you know, it certainly didn't look heavy, but I still think Boucher and Baines, you know, they're not enough to like take like, yeah, we need someone to take some of the like sweat equity. Like some of the banging, some of the bruises. Dirty work, yeah. Yeah, like Bembry's even seeming like he's like, okay, you know what? If that's how I get more minutes, I'll rip down some boards. Like I'll just be a beast here. And I think if we have someone who can do that, even if it's like clunkier and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not as whatever, like they don't make the, uh, yeah, at this point, the Baines thing is key. If you can take minutes from Baines, (laughs) because whatever he's bringing IQ, you know, in terms of, like, a veteran, whatever, it's like, that's just negated by his speed and, like, lack of efficiency right now, I would say. Um, but, you know what, let's, let's go positive. And, and Matt, I want to bring you in for this as well. Um, I'm going to try and have at least one Matt question every time, too. But, uh, yeah, we didn't – I can't believe – you know, I feel bad. I didn't do this on the pod yesterday. But uh, I just want to, you know, do some Norm Powell memories uh, because I was so fixated on, you know, how we did in the deadline. I guess Gary Trent, Lowry, obviously, that, uh, yeah, I blew right past it. We talked about Norm a little bit, but not like, you know, we didn't give him his due. So uh, I don't know who wants to go first here. Sheldon, do you have a like, is there a a Norm memory that sticks out or or it doesn't have to be a specific thing, but, you know.
2: The funny thing to me about Norm was I remember the Summer League when one of my coworkers who's just diehard Raptor fan, loves the Raptors, watches like every single ounce of Raptors content, Raptors, you know, games, practices, whatever there is that's out there, he's watching it. And I remember he came to me and he was like, Hey, did you check out the Summer League game? I think Norm Powell might be good. And I was, I remember thinking, wait, what? And you got to go back to that moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. Second round pick. Like it was kind of like, yeah, maybe he could be something, but who knows? Totally. And I remember he was just very confident in saying, no, I think like he might be a piece. Like we might be able to plug him in somehow. And then to go from having such little expectations of norm to then what he became in terms of a key piece of a championship team. Yes. And just that whole experience. So I don't, you know, there's little moments you'll pick out. I'm sure someone will say the Pacers dunk, which was awesome for sure. But like just when you, when you take the step back and think second round pick didn't really know what we had. And then all of a sudden my guy is like, you needed Norman Powell to win a championship. Like that is incredible when you think of it in that sense. So that's, that's it to me, like watching the journey
1: or understanding the grind. Understanding the grind. Yeah, totally. Like I love that he has like the longest of all the taglines, but it's like the most descriptive. So you're like, okay, I think I understand where you're coming from Norm. Um, No, that's a great, that's a great, I I remember that summer league. um, Obviously yeah, the, the leaning Pacers dunk, you know, which uh, helped us uh, win game five. For whatever reason, Ty Lawson played like eight minutes in a row and we went on a run. That was cool. Uh, Do you out. remember that moment, though? Do you remember
2: that the moment in that game? Because it was fourth quarter, they're down. I want to say like 12 or something. It was mm-hmm. It was like I thought the game was over and they were going to lose. And all of a sudden, here mm-hmm. comes Norm Powell off the bench, and it's just like, wait, what is happening here? And, and you, you know, yeah.
1: He, he was Playout fire. Out. Like I I, I was going to say, like, I don't know. You know what? I'll, I'll go through the moments first. Cause I, I've just to make sure I don't want to steal anyone else's, but yeah. Catherine, what should you, do you have a Norm Powell moment or, or thing?
3: Well, I have like a, like a, a favorite and sort of like an underrated moment or sort of maybe more or less an underrated game, I should say. Sure. But the, the game six in the Boston series Norm Powell came through so hard for us in that game and that game goes to like double overtime and it is not a game seven series without Norm and like you know he's always been so impactful on this team not even like of course the championship season but you know ever since that season you know you're talking about the pacer series i don't even remember what year that is anymore but i do remember watching that series and being like wow is this, this guy i mean it it wasn't even just like a dunk it was like you know, putting myself on the map yeah and kind then of a dunk like there wasn't a raptor fan that didn't know who norm powell was after that i mean it was really something and and i don't know like he was just like a really cool guy you know i had two friends that for sure thought they were going to marry norm powell and like <laughs> their dreams are over but you know Fair, we, <laughs> we move on and uh you know you just see, on. he just he did say he's coming back in the summer
2: he did say he'll he'll still be coming oh, back well to visit
3: i thank you for telling me and i will let them know <laughs> they need to be where he's at um oh that's so funny he is coming back in the summer what for Just to hang out? He just
2: loved the city. Yeah, he said he loves the city and he'll definitely be back in the summer and he he will always have a love for Toronto. Yeah.
3: Oh, my God. I love
2: Norm so much.
3: Just love that guy. I mean, I love, um, obviously, like the, um, you know, like the championship, but reading in the Players' Tribune that him and Fred just posed for those picks with the trophies Mm -hmm. it's so funny to me like not that like yeah it's just so cute just to like imagine them just doing little photo shoots with each other and then um and then when fred was like Suggs um, Cry too and then I—I yeah. I was Suggs Cry Two
1: got me, not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah,
3: and then I was joking on my my pod about like Fergie's like Big Girls Don't Cry, just like in the background <laughs> while like Norm's <laughs> hugging the trophy. Anyway, just just a lot of good,
1: <laughs> just, just, just a, yeah. lot a lot of good. thoughts and feelings
3: just a lot of thoughts and feelings with with norm i think he'll always be uh beloved in this city very like you know that championship squad will always have like a special place i think with toronto very much like the like those 90s blue jays did like i think you know there'll be like random charity events like 20 years from now oh, like God, norm yeah. Powell will be there and everyone mm-hmm. will get all hype about
1: oh it. man i i hope so i you know yeah. i and, and I'll, I'll i'll continue pushing for my kyle lowry statue statue To be somewhere in the path right when an elevator opens and you walk into it. So he's just taking charges on the (laughs) random Torontonians forevermore. And it's like a stone statue. And you're like, oh, but then it's like, oh, true. Thanks, Kyle.
3: I mean, when you really think about it, there should be a Joe Carter statue. Mm
1: -hmm. Is there not? No. No. Oh, that's pretty horrible. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to talk to some of my baseball friends and yell at them.
3: Just saying. Yeah. And they'll cool. probably be
1: like, it's Mr. Rogers. Because
3: um, he also has that iconic like pose with his arms up in the air when he hit that grand slam, right? That's yeah. all I know. That's literally all my baseball knowledge. I'll say this.
1: It's Joe needs a statue. <laughs> my goodness. Right? Um, Agreed. Matt, uh, yeah. I don't know if we took all the moments away from you. Uh, wow. I'm glad I didn't say my moment because uh, I have a couple swirling in my head and I was right. really leaning towards that Boston game.
0: Mm. Um. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't. My bad. No, no, uh, I got backups. uh, Matt, <laughs> well, where are you at? So I've got a couple of moments with Norm that that are personal to me. One at the start of every season, we do. We we you ask us which player is going to. Uh, you take a step back, and I always say Norm. I don't know why. I always think How it's gonna you? be Norm, and he always proves me wrong. He just—he's like a solid player. He's a great offensive player, but for some reason, I don't know why. I just—I uh, want because I know he listens to this podcast. I know, of course, you know, he's gonna—he's gonna put that grind on his shoulder a little bit more. And grind. You don't understand it clearly. <laughs> I do not understand the grind. That's a. My, one of my favorite memories of Norm is I don't get it, but you know, first before Norm is a basketball player, he's a commercial actor first and what he did (laughs) on that piano for GoDaddy, it really, as someone who acts in commercials, it got me. And you know, it's something that Freddie as well can, you know, you, you look at that stuff and you learn from it and you bring it into your own work and, you know, I like web domains a lot more than I did before. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think about playing a keyboard. So, Norm, Cheers. you inspire me in so many ways. And I'm Every so day. sorry I always <laughs> sold you so short on your skill. Um, Matt, wow. uh, I that love you so good. much. <laughs> also, how dare you?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, my my memory is... Um, so, it's it's not it's not totally different than, than Sheldon's. Um, And it was also in the player tribune. And I remember it distinctly because I think our G league sort of the, the tenor around it changed a little bit. And, and Norm was still in the time where if you don't want to be in the G league, you go in there and you destroy the competition and then they bring you out of the G league and you never go back. But I think that, sorry, so my moment is is Norm doing that, just that, like he went down and he just trashed the G League or the D League at the time and he was too good. I forget what his averages were, but he was just destroying. And I think afterwards it changed a little bit where it was like, no, you know, Fred and Pascal were destroying the G League and it was like, no, chill there. Keep getting your shots up, win a championship. This will continue. Like, I think as the G League became more, we started to run more Raptors plays and all that kind of stuff. It was less of a demotion. And now I think guys are a bit more like into doing it just for the sake of development. Um, But yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, I think Norm was the first bet on yourself guy. In Toronto, and obviously that's Fred's, that's Fred's baby. But I think those two are connected for a reason. They're very, and I was happy that Norm said that in the story. Like, yes, he wasn't undrafted in the same way that Fred was, but I'm I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, Fred was gonna go in the second round somewhere if he allowed himself to be drafted, and he kind of decided to be like, nah, I I want a contract. I might be like, I have some of the details wrong there, but, you know, they're very similar is what I'm saying. And, and I think Fred's ceiling has shown to be quite a bit higher, but at the same time, Norm is just really, yeah, he really like got everything possible out of his performance uh, or his performances and his production. And I think that's just, you know, you look all over the NBA at different prospects developing at different speeds and you look back at norm and you're like, wow, you really did. Like you didn't miss the chance to improve. And so, so that's kind of like my, my norm spiel, my norm moment. Um, but, uh, I think I do want to move on to some NBA stuff. If you guys are good. Uh, cool. Uh, Maddie, good sir. Please give me your most delicious Adam silver tugboaty, whatever you got. Sting. Mm -hmm. This
0: This is is Adam Adam Silver. silver.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Need the tugboat. <laughs> Bial. Oh, whoops! Sorry. Um, <laughs> I messed up the Beyond sound. Um, <laughs> let's go to you first, Catherine. Uh, and this is always kind of one of those questions that is very subjective. But uh, who is the most improved player in the NBA this year?
3: Um. I actually found this one was a little hard. Like this didn't come to me right away. I don't yeah, think it's like a, a runaway for this, but I'm going to go with uh, Julius Randle on the Knicks.
1: Great one. I, I, think, like I
3: think he'll end up winning it, A, because he plays for the Knicks, um, but also like, you know, he is an all-star this year and they're in the playoffs and I think... You know, if I was a betting person, that's who I'd go with. But also, like, I really can't think of anyone else that's like gonna run away with it.
1: Yeah, I really don't think there's a runaway this year because, like, usually, you know, you all uh, the MVP award the most. You know, is narrative based, but I think all the war the awards to a certain degree are narrative based. And yeah, I haven't heard major narratives for it's like, oh man, this guy has improved so much um, that he's got it already. Uh, well, what about you? Sha? I, I think Randall's actually I, better than the guy I have in my head. But yeah, who do you got? No, I, I got to agree with Catherine and
2: say it's Randall, because if you go back to the start of the season, there's nobody that thought that Julius Randall would A, be an all-star and B, the Knicks – even though they've struggled as of late, they've been in the playoff mix. Hey man, they're still in there. Yeah, They're still there and they've struggled as of late. But for the most part, this season, the Knicks have been one of the great stories of the NBA and not many people would have thought that. And I know Tom Thibodeau has come in and obviously he's a huge driving force as to Mm -hmm. why that is, but who had Julius Randle as being an all-star putting up over 20 points a night and just leading that team. And you know, taking it personally in terms of being the leader of that team, you there were mm-hmm. games earlier this year where you're seeing him upset that they lost to the Nets, right? Like taking it, and I, I hate being the, the body language reader or whatever, but like, that's a guy that cares a lot. That's a guy that had heavy expectations for himself and yeah. for his team. And I don't know if you guys saw the video a couple of days ago of his son as yeah, it was they were amazing. leaving. I mean, if not for that alone wait wait sorry for people Whoa. who haven't seen it so they lost to the nets a couple of days ago and there's a video of julius randall's son who's maybe two three years old maybe uh-huh no, maybe a little older but not much older yeah. than like four and so they're walking out of the arena and there's a huge poster of the nets and he's just crying and he's like i'd hate those guys i don't like those guys like the tears. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> as they because they just lost the game to the nets and and I don't know why I brought that up because it has nothing to do with the most. Oh, thing I love it. So far.
1: But I just thought it was fun. No, it's a crucial part of the, of the crucial vote. part. That's <laughs> How cute ex- is your child, right? And yeah. exhibit a family <laughs> passion. You know what I mean? I'm, right. I'm always into, you know, like uh, whether it's Lowry's mom, you know, on Twitter uh, uh, or or LeVar Ball. I'm into it. Like I, you know, I, I'm into family, getting being involved, being a part of the mix. Um How's Fred Jr. doing?
2: Have we gotten a Fred Jr. update as of late? I, feel I haven't like heard much about Fred he's Jr. Pretty chill, honest. pretty chill. Yeah,
3: yeah I there's, think yeah. There's been a few photos on the on the Insta.
2: Okay. Nice. Yeah. He's doing nothing, okay in his no, baby like, development.
3: Yeah, yeah, but no, like you know, specific updates. Doesn't yeah, have no. the
2: jumper yet. The jumper's not ready yet.
3: Okay. No, oh, there was a cute picture of um. Of him and the the big sis, you know, just smiling okay. together, being cute.
1: Okay, okay, hey. fair enough.
3: You know, we, we need some big cute content. Big sis doesn't get enough love, honestly. She's pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, big sis, uh, for for Donia. I forgot her, her name. Fredonia. But- it's got to be Fredonia.
0: <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> hey i'm just going off that like <laughs> gary uh, gary trent senior vibes uh, the george foreman vibes you know wow. Like,
0: but that'd uh, be funny
3: it. if it was also junior like
0: <laughs> just fredonia follow, like, junior
1: fredna you
0: know fredna, fredna. yeah hey That's i got fun. i got I got
1: fredna in grade seven no issues you know uh, um but uh it's okay you, you know what you're you're Answers are just better. It's Randall. Like my, I was going to make I guess like an argument for, it just seems like a stretch now. Uh, I was going to make an argument for Zach Levine just because, you know, I think he's upped his production and at the same time, you know, courted a player. Like it's not like he orchestrated the, the, you know, Vucevic trade, but I think the fact that Chicago is bringing in a guy to compliment him and talking about giving him, you know, an extension and those sort of things. Like, I think because of the sleeping Chicago thing and all that, like, you know, that's all that's meaningful for that franchise, I really think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, he doesn't fit into the traditional, he's already been an all star. And, you know, so he won't win the award, certainly. And my other guy was Jalen Brown. Just because I think he vaulted himself into the conversation of, wait a second, is Brown better than Tatum? Which to me is pretty massive. I don't know if that's necessarily a fair conversation. Like, I think maybe perhaps Tatum is still, I don't know. But yeah, I have to look into it. But I think the fact that that's even a conversation, whereas like a year ago, it was like, absolutely not, you know? I think that's substantial. Um, But again, yeah, I don't know if it's usually this award usually goes to like a pretty big ballooning in stats, like a Chris Boucher style thing. Um, But that, you know, it could also be six man for him if he qualifies. But uh, yeah, let's move on to our last NBA question here. Um, Let's go to you, Sheldon. Uh, This is like a classic Freddie convoluted question. (laughs) Catherine, (laughs) thanks for clarifying. Huge. Um, I'm just looking for like, you know, Uh, Like a signature type move Like a hardened step back or you know The jaw, maybe the jaw Morant Example was bad because it's not Necessarily a signature move just In his rookie year he was basically jumping in the air And then deciding what he wanted to do Which was wild to me Um, So yeah I I got you, I got you Have you noticed anything this year? So it might
2: not be like this didn't This definitely didn't start this year But my infatuation with it Definitely started this year, and it's dame time. And what dame time means to me is whatever's going on, and there's two minutes left in the Blazers game, and it's close. Dame coming over half court and just pulling up from deep is just incredible to watch. And I know Steph also does it, I know other guys have tried to do it, but nobody does it. Out of necessity. And what I mean by necessity is <laughs> defenses don't know when to start guarding him. And so, mm-hmm. even in that game against the Raptors, where when they started to make that run and it was Gary Trent Jr. guarding him, right? Like Gary Trent Jr. just played with Dame. So he's well aware of the resume. But Dame. He's good on D2, for sure. But Dame stepped around a, a screen and he was so far out that nobody thought that he would pull up and take the shot but he does. And it's just a normal jump shot for him. Like it doesn't look forced. It doesn't look, you know, like he's exerting that much energy or whatever to take this like deep three that nobody else in the league other than Steph would even think of taking in crunch time, but he does it all the time. So to me, it's the Dame Lillard shot. And again, it's not new this season, but anytime, you know, once the Raptors game ends and I flick around and I'm seeing there's a Blazers game on, First thing I'm doing, checking the score, and I'm
1: locked in to watch the end of that game. Yeah, that's that's a great one. I, I mean like, yeah, it's it's it kind of fits the question though, because it's not it's not brand new, but it's also not old. Because like I, I remember, yeah, you know, Dame has had like what? He has like two or three playoff game winners yes. that are deep threes. And or maybe just the one is a deep three against Paul George, but like also you know, during the bubble, I think with the way that the Blazers played the whole Dame time thing really kind of took, took off as like a, as yeah. a thing. Um, and yeah, we, well, you know with the Warriors, like it was never like Steph time necessarily. It was kind of just like, Oh, the Warriors about to go on a 13 to one run. Um, but yeah, with Dame, it's kind of like, he's his own. It person.
3: went from being like a moment to being a thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Catherine. Do you do you have uh, do do you have one as well?
3: I mean, the Damian Lillard one is obviously like pretty great, and in the West, like personally, I I mean, it's like the Norm Powell trade aside, like I'm really excited to see what what Portland does in the playoffs this year. Um yeah. But you know, this was kind of hard for me. I was trying to think of something. I, I, this is a genuine answer. But also the most annoying answer, and I'm I'm gonna lose a lot of people (laughs) on this one. But like I I am a Trey Young fan, okay, and I am currently a Trey Young defender. We'll see how long that lasts, okay. But I, I, you know, because you're talking about like a move, like a signature move, like every
1: how he no gets to pass, the line, or? like
3: every no, yeah, imagine <laughs> that's my that's my move. how, every, gets how, how he line. gets to the line. Yeah. No, but like I do think he's very impressive. I, I do think his passes are very flashy. They're highlights in and of themselves. Um, you know, like people knock him for you know how he complains to the refs or his lack of defense, but like. Nobody did that with James Harden when he was, like, year three in the NBA. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just think people are really, like, harsh on him. And, like, they're in the playoff mix. They're, oh, they're teetering between fourth and sixth in the East. Like, mm-hmm. they've really improved since the the coach firing. I don't know. Like, the Hawks might. We'll see. And I'm not saying they are for real, but I'm saying they might be for real in a way people weren't expecting. So, I, I don't know. Like I, I am currently a Trey Young fan. We'll see how long that lasts. I do think his passing is pretty special. And yeah. sorry
1: if you hate me. I okay. Let me just say I don't hate <laughs> you at all. I'm not like a Trey Stan, but I'm definitely. Yeah, not I'm not. A saying, hater. I'm
3: not. I'm not a Stan, but I'm a fan. Well, and, and I think... Big difference, you, big difference, big difference.
1: It's a good point you bring up, too, about, like, how players get critiqued. Like, I guess my standing opinion is, like, if you don't like that James Harden plays that way, stop him. If you don't like that the Warriors, mm-hmm. like, were destroying the league, stop them, beat them. Yeah. So that's just kind of my thing. It's like, they like you know, the there's so many talented players that it's like, do what you need to do to win. You know, like, even when Fred... Uh, like with these Raptors games against Atlanta this year, about a quarter, two quarters in, he starts drawing fouls because he's like, oh, it's like this. All right. Yeah. And I think I love that. I, I love that he's doesn't wait the whole game, play his like style and then go like, hey, Trey got all these like cheap fouls and I didn't. It's like, Fred's like, cool. There's, I, I'm going to try to win this game. So mm-hmm. if, yeah. if that means I'm going to draw fouls like Trey, I'll do it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And also like as a defender, I don't know, study them and do your best not to foul them. Yeah, you
3: know, like People hate how Kyle Lowry gets to the line, but that's because he's not on their team
1: exactly uh you know and and the. Sp- i don't know if the spurs still are but for a long time the spurs defense like one of their biggest things was like hands up no fouling and they really did do that for a while against the majority of the league they were they, they had team after team that was incredible you know danny green and Kawhi were part of those teams mm-hmm. that were incredible at not fouling like and showing the refs your hands at all times um, okay. My move is I think a pretty good choice, but it's definitely not as cool as yours, like a tray pass or, or, or Dame time. Mine is the Boban, uh, Marjanovic standing dunk. We're seeing it way more. Uh, it's like, it's a thing. It's totally a thing. He does it a lot. I think he's actually decided that he's just going to cut the jump because it like, it takes too long. I feel like if he's like, if I put my hands up and just put the ball in the net, there's no time for the defender.
3: Hey, it's easier on his knees
1: long-term too. Right? Um, but yeah, it's like one of those things, the first time you see it, you're like, wait, did he not jump? And then you see it, it's like, oh, he can dunk with power, not jumping. So that's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, feel I wish like the that's... Raptors could get Boban. Bobin would be Change very everything. nice. And even Change just as like whole a... Season. <laughs> He'd change the season. He'd also like bring a different vibe. Um, yeah. Boban would be a good addition to this team for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's a nice silly place to bring this to um, some quickish questions. You want to wrap this up with some quickish questions, buddies? Let's do it. I, I don't I always do that expecting a response and I don't <laughs> know why. Um, anyways, Maddie gives sir, please give me your most delicious Quickish questions sting. Quickish questions. Uh, Okie doke. Let me just pull pull this pull mm-hmm. this baby up. But um, you both know quickish questions. Uh, I'm gonna stammer, I'm gonna slur, I'm gonna stutter. I might misread a comma, uh, that doesn't matter. You still have to answer the question as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, no phoning a friend, you know, no purposely delaying with ums and ahs, Matt, I'm looking at you. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah real that's filibuster. You, you had no filibustering. There you go. Uh, <laughs> cool. Are we good to go? Yeah. Okay. fired up. Let's go. Uh, Catherine, Sheldon, Matt, Catherine, hmm Can someone please fix the Raptors? Question mark.
3: Um, Can someone? Yes.
1: Okay. (laughs) Sheldon. Is Nick cool? Or is he a bit annoying now? Oh, my God. (laughs) Ooh. I think he's teetering
2: on almost becoming annoying with the arguing with the refs.
1: I agree yeah. teetering Maddie.
0: yes Malachi ceiling question mark Oh Wow um, I think he's He's gonna be I think he's Gonna be like a solid 20 point guy I do Wow I love yeah. it um, okay. Catherine
1: mm-hmm. No question but I'm Gonna spend a lot of time today Looking at that OG gif so just just a reaction to someone With watching the body slam. The body slam, but I also posted in this thread OG winking. So it could be the body slam, could be the wink.
3: I'm sure it's the body slam though. Um. yeah that's cool I mean I, to this person who is c- gonna look really study this um, let us in on his motivations you know really study that body language let us know what's going on what do you read what do you see
1: Ooh, I like that right. question yeah. back at the question or yeah, the non-question yeah, yeah. Um, Sheldon what place will the Raps finish in the east next season ooh I'm gonna say next season they finish in ninth. Fair, Uh, Maddie. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wait, you know what? That that's gonna be an all play. I'm saying. Oh dear. Um, But Maddie, um, if we keep running out our current lineup, i.e., no Kyle, no Fred, does that amount to the same thing as tanking without intentionally tanking?
0: Yes, yes, I do. I think the more you have to play Bane's, um, that is a you know, that's gonna tank on its own, you know. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, we need those guys or it's uh, fade for Cade. Cheers, Um, Catherine.
1: uh, What would OG's wrestling entrance theme song be?
3: Oh my God his theme song oof oof yeah I know you said not to um but there's a lot to consider here um I think it'd be something funny something unexpected like like maybe like the Mario theme or something like like that the, the
0: welcome back Cotter theme song yeah, yeah, welcome yeah. Back.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's definitely where I was leaning
3: it's um, gonna be
0: I'm blue if I was
1: green <laughs> yeah
3: oh my god that would be amazing yeah. something unexpected something that only gets him hype and no one else fair
1: uh, Sheldon how many Freddies does this team need I think you need a solid starting five <laughs> okay, I, I can't help but agree. Thank you, sir. Um, Maddie, yeah, last question. Last question. Uh, and hopefully, this isn't a surprise. Uh, and hopefully, you saw that oh, he got fired from ESPN. But Paul Pierce, dot dot dot, was it worth it?
0: Yeah, I, I vaguely heard about this. Something to do with. Uh, uh a private an, video he, or something. He of was dances. having an I a bit of an IG party.
1: Okay. And uh got let go from ESPN, but also seems like it might have been part of the plan.
0: Oh, Freddie. Uh conspiracies. I don't know.
1: <laughs> how people are saying he wanted
3: to get fired. Yeah, I think I think he did it on purpose. Yeah.
0: Oh, well it's that, that yeah, that makes it a different thing then. Maybe is the right play. Where is he going? A bar stool or something now? I don't know. the yeah, athletic, athletic? <laughs> So do you think it was worth it? Uh <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll say it was worth it. He's going to He's posting
3: strippers on Instagram to move to the athletics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's just fun. writing, though. It's weird. He's just writing you for never the athletics. Know, you know,
1: Paul Pierce moves in mysterious ways during the whole DeAndre Jordan Twitter thing. He uploaded like a rocket emoji at some point, like because he didn't know how to use Twitter. So you never know. Paul Pierce is from a different time. Um sure. But okay, this is this is an all-play. Okay, um, Catherine, we're going to start with you. Name what OG did. Name OG's wrestling finishing move. So like, yeah, give OG's move on Schroeder and name. And if if you want a second to think about it, I, think I called I called it tipping the scales.
3: Oh, that's a good one. Is he a Libra? I don't know. Oh, that that would be fun if you named it wow. that. And he's a Libra. <laughs> uh, you know what? To me, like OG, OG, like his humor is really dry. So I think he would just call it the Schroeder.
1: Oh wow! Named it. the Schroeder. Video, so You Got it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I like it. I like um, it. Um, Sheldon. Yeah. What's the, what's the name for OG's finishing move? Uh, I'm gonna go with the OG. Oh my.
2: Classic. Oh, gee, oh my. That's already good. in the NBA too. Good. It's already there. It's classic.
1: Just, you know, classic, simple. Easy. And OG, oh, oh my, that's like, I could, you could see any wrestling broadcaster saying that. Like, oh my. <laughs> um, I don't know why I just said it worse than they do. You know Can what? you give that another try? Please? Just one more try. Oh my. You know what? That's probably the last try. <laughs> Um, if you want me to announce for wrestling, I think I did just lose my top. Uh, but uh, Maddie, what's what, what would you call OG's uh, finishing move there on uh, on Dennis?
0: Well, I'd have to add something to it, but I, I would like it to call like OG's contact drop because he's been missing his contacts; they've been flying out of his eyes all season so the he does have to add something to it where he picks Schroeder up and tries to put him in his eyeball (laughs) okay okay but like not you know just like giving him a bit of a over his shoulders kind of thing putting the contact back in there's got to be like an Hakeem optical (laughs)
1: punch you know what I mean Um, But yeah, you know, uh, Matt, cheers to you. You've been wanting those goggles all season. Yes. Uh, Every time a contact hits the floor, Matt is in my DMs. Freak out. Yeah. (laughs) He's
0: freaking out. There goes another Um, one. (laughs) He's like,
1: is it dirty? Who rinses them? All that. (laughs) Um, That's it. We we made it to the end of the pod, everyone. Thank you so much uh, for for joining and uh, everyone who listens. Thank you so much for listening and sharing. And we really appreciate uh, everything recently the podcast has been growing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but let's let's go to you first, Catherine. Uh, what's up? You know, where can people check you out? Besides, you know, like here shilling for my podcast or shilling mm-hmm. for my hot sauce. Shilling? Or you know, like, wait—is "shilling" the right word? You know, I mean, like, you know, like, in, like selling it. Someone in the me. audience. Oh, okay. I might have used the wrong word. <laughs> well, that's fine. It doesn't
3: it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Cheers, Manuel. Well. Yeah, I meant. Um, <laughs> Well, anyways, I host an even uh, uh, could I I don't know if my podcast is more ridiculous, but there's definitely (laughs) even fewer stats in it. Uh, It's called the Buckets and TNBA show. I, I put out episodes every Monday. Uh, You know, it's me and a guest. Freddie's on pretty often and we just talk about what's happened in the week of the NBA. Uh, Did Stephen A. say something to annoy me? Uh, Did somebody put Rachel Nichols in a snake print shirt again? You know, just things like Mm -hmm. that. Because she's beautiful and she deserves better. But uh, <laughs> episodes every Monday. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine, spelled C A T H R Y N.
1: Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to be looking for those snake prints more often. <laughs>
0: uh, and you I'm going to be it's, mad. In
3: the, it's in the tag when, like, uh, you know, at the end of the YouTube video when they're like, subscribe to our channel. She's wearing this ombre snake print shirt and it just drives me crazy.
1: Fair. Yeah. That's, it sounds pretty busy.
3: It goes from like white gray to like turquoise. It's all wrong.
1: Fair enough. Uh, quick shout out to, you know, if we're talking fashion for a sec, <laughs> quick shout out to Serge on the bench. Oh wow. yeah. That he had amazing. that like flowing thing. It was beautiful. That fit the other day. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it know. was art. It actually it was, yeah I, it totally was um but yeah sheldon uh, what's up you know we're uh, where can people check you out um we'll plug your twitter tried,
2: and i just tried to turn on the jump to see if rachel was wearing another steak print but she's not hosting today so <laughs> oh, okay. i did check though i did check um but uh yeah twitter shell alexander uh we do the raptors postgame show it's called wrap it up you can find that streaming on twitter or uh youtube or twitch and yeah that's part of the on blast network we got a bunch of different podcasts there about a bunch of different random (laughs) things from reality tv to the nba so to gambling on football lots
1: of stuff going on cool uh yeah awesome yeah thank you both so much for doing the show it was a good one um. Yeah. Well. I guess we'll we'll deal with these last twenty or twenty some odd games as they come. And uh, yeah. Again. Thanks again. So much for everyone listening and sharing and all that good stuff. Rating, Maddie. If you feel like we're good to go, like we're done,
0: please, sir, just give me the words. Okay. Okay.